Greetings, friends. This is Mike from Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. This week, like every week, Kyle and I will be discussing a topic. We'll be debating it vigorously. By the end of the show, we will have a Top 10 that we're comfortable with. We're going to try to get you comfortable with it. But this week, as we've been doing a lot lately, we've got a little bit of a twist. You have met several times dear friend Jameson, but today you will be meeting the loci to Jameson's Thor. You will not be talking to the uber-serious older brother. You'll be talking to the god of mischief himself, Derek. So, Derek, Kyle, what are we talking about today? So, hey guys, I'm Derek. Uh, headed, in, <laughs> headed into the summer, um, something that's going to be big is vacations. And so when I was brainstorming what I wanted to talk about, I was thinking, what would be better than to introduce and bring up the fact that there are a lot of activities that you can do on the beach. So my top 10 are going to be beach activities. Oh, I like this. This makes me happy. We'll see. We'll see where this one goes. Um, There are a couple that I think I might have to explain, but we'll roll right into it if you guys want to. Yeah, absolutely. Very excited about this one. As we record, it's finally getting warm in Chicago, which means that I may actually get to go to a beach this summer. Some of these might actually, like, happen. Yeah, and it's been, like, a solid 11 months since I was at the beach, so... uh, Well, I can... can, Your your, your thighs are reflecting this. You haven't even seen the worst of it. So, this will be a solid refresher. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Sorry, Mike. I'm not feeling safe. (laughs) I I am personally very excited to hear what, what dear friend Derek thinks about the old beach, because... I have spent many a happy hour with him and his clan on the beach and have likely seen him partaking in many of these activities. Well, there's one that, oh, and we'll get to it later, but I, I specifically put it on there because after you started attending the beach with us, I started doing it. And I was like, this is actually one of the best things I've ever done. So Ooh, reading and collecting shells. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find what ha- we'll, we'll see what happens here. All right. Yeah, I'd like to, I didn't want to speak for you, but I will say I've spent some of my happiest moments on the beach with you guys on your, on your lovely beach. So most of what we're thinking of, I'm sure we'll be calling back to those times, but absolutely. Let's do number 10. All right. So number 10, this actually throws it back to, you guys won't know this one because it throws it back to, uh, some Hilton head when we were little, when Jameson, me and my little sister were just, we lads. Um, so this is one that I might have to explain a little bit. It's when you rode those little sit down bikes. So those recumbent bikes. I don't know if you guys ever did that. There's two wheels in the back and one in the front mm-hmm. and you steer by leaning. I'm familiar with the concept. Usually I would do this on some sort of paved surface. Yeah, ex- so that's where this leads into yeah. is knowing me and Jameson, he, he, he's, he, he can get, he can get a little out of the box on these things. We would actually, on the beach, you have more of an opportunity to make your own landscape. And so we would start to build ramps. We would have holes. And if you can just picture little, like eight year old, 10 year old Derek and Jameson flying up and down. I mean, we had to beg our parents to ride these bikes. Like every time we went to the beach, we were just like, please, mom and dad. And I, I seriously think they didn't want us to because we almost like we would hit people every single time we took them out. Like, you guys are probably the scampiest people I know, you know, like just being scamps. <laughs> and this fits right in with that image because this is a super scampy thing to do. Absolutely. I think 
in my mental image, it is there is no way that a young Jameson went to your parents and asked for this and they said no. Because if he did it, he would have promised to be wearing a helmet and he promised that the ramps would have a slope of no greater than like 10 degrees. <laughs> there would have been all sorts of hedging involved. But you, you'd be like, Mom, we're going to go we on the beach. We do this. We're going to ride this thing. And she's like, Derek, I will paint your back porch red if you ride into that other person's fire pit again like you did last week. Oh, and if there were sandcastles on the beach? Oh, boy. <laughs> But, um, and then you got to think about it when we got, cause we would go down there and we'd have four or five families down there and all the kids were our age. And so we would have a little, a little bike posse rolling down the beach. <laughs> oh great. my goodness. Not so, as intimidating as a, as a, uh, a troop of kids on big wheels, <laughs> but this is probably close. You see us rolling over the horizon our, on our little recumbent bikes. So it was a good time. And then, so we'll move on to the next one. What should I? What should I put here? Like recumbent, I, I said recumbent r- biking my, on my list. I said ride those sit down bikes. Okay, That's I a think that wordy. there's. A, I think there's potentially an opportunity for expanding this to other two wheeled means of conveyance. Let's go with biking for now. I I will say I've literally never seen anyone riding a bike like on actual beach like really? sand. Well, actually, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but when we've been visiting Derek and Jameson's place, there is a lot of beach biking that goes on. There is. But it, it yeah. has those big fat tires. Yeah. Have you ever seen this? It's like a it's like I an extra I, mountain biking mountain I'm, bike. I'm sure I have. I yeah. guess, yeah. It's just when I think of biking at the beach, I think of... Because usually a beach has an associated, like, bike trail. Well, you know, ours... Because... For- at our beach, like all the resorts are on the other side. Yeah. And so people don't normally bike all the way down to our side sure. to bike all the so but the cool thing about these ones is you're sitting down, your butt's like four inches from the water, so if you go near into <laughs> the surf, you can get a little refreshing. Sure. So a little uh little bidet action. Yeah, a little bidet. Oh jeez. <laughs> What's number nine, Derek? So yeah, so we'll move on from that. So number nine. This one, it's it's one of the more relaxing things to do on the beach, as along with the next one. But for number nine, I'm going to say searching for cool shells while you're walking down the beach. Whoa, I was just kidding. Shells really made the list. Shells did make it. I mean, like you go out there and it's one of those things that no matter what beach you go to, you're always going to find different shells. And it's one of, you can have them as a keepsake. And everybody loves walking down the beach. And while you're walking down, you're just meandering, looking at the cool shells. And you really never know what you're going to find. So that's why I included it. Because I think it's it's one of those more relaxing times that you can spend on the beach. You can walk with your mom, your dad. Now, here's the fundamental problem I see with you advancing this <laughs> as a relaxing activity. Is that I know the moment you found that really cool, swirly, striped shell, Jameson then found a better swirly striped shell and then you and then you found a bigger one and then he found one that had swirly stripes that were in reverse and it turned into a whole competition and turned out not to be very relaxing and then before you know it we're sticking them in between our fingers like wolverine yes and jameson's crying (laughs) 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 no it, it it started relaxing and i will say to your point the older we got the more tamed this activity became it was at the beginning we were going around it was a competition and now it's one of those things where you can go out with your significant other and you can find cool shells maybe you can make a new necklace or you can write your name on it or something like that like a keepsake my god Derek, you, you are, are such a romantic you're a beautiful I mean, man man 
Thank if you. If I wasn't engaged, I'm yeah. a free man. I'm, I'm, I'm single, so. <laughs> That's true. We're, we're I, doing this. <laughs> I'll say. I'll come snuggle say... tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well. You, you know, you know where I'm, you know where I'm at. I will say that I don't really do this too often anymore, but there's nothing better than as a child coming across, a sh- like checking, you, you look at probably in excess of a hundred shells and you find one really, really cool mm. one. Mm-hmm. And that moment of like discovery of finding a cool shell makes the whole endeavor very much worth it. I haven't done this in a while, but I, I, I was hoping this would appear on the list, and I'm glad it has. And then, God forbid, you're walking down the beach, and you find the mother of all shells, a conch shell. Whoa. <sighs> that changes it for everyone. That's have never ever, happened to me. I was going to say, have you ever found, like, a fully formed conch shell? We've, like, we've found little, like, four-inch ones. Like, yeah. three, four-inch. Not, like, the big 10, 12-inch conch, no. We've never found those. Not, like, the magic conch? I was going to say, you'd, you'd, of course, all hail... <laughs> oh hell, the magic conch! Not that one. Yeah, not that one. But okay. not the ones you can blow, like, make a horn out of. But no. What's yeah. the horn? News team assemble! <laughs> oh god, this is going to be embarrassing. God, Quinn, please don't kill us. <laughs> Are you a Thrones guy, Derek? I'm okay. And this is this is where I was having. I will. I'll put a disclaimer out there. This is where I've have. I was having trouble finding a list that I would be. I would feel like you guys would accept me talking about because you guys, after listening to these pods and talking to you guys for the last six years, you guys remember every single thing <laughs> about movies and shows and books. And I just watch it for the fun of it. Like I'm sitting there and I'm just cracking up and you could ask me a question after the, after the movie and I could not tell you what happened, but like in the moment I like, I'm all for it. I am a, to, to my point, I am a Thrones guy, Yeah, but I'm, I, in blanking on some of the main characters' names. Gotcha. That's, right. That is quite acceptable. I just want to say one last thing about the shells, because my sisters won't forgive me if I don't mention it, but when we were growing up, when we would go to the beach, my mom taught us something that she called the shell store, where we would just like hang out and we would pretend to open stores where we were selling and trading shells. And that was, that was a real joy for us. I remember doing that many a time on the rocks uh, in the beach near where we lived. Were you all named Sally? <laughs> yes, of course. Actually, <laughs> Hello, I... Sally. How are you today? I'm well, Sally. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I'm like Sally to buy a seashell. seashell by the seashore. <laughs> I yes, want to make... see that, Sally. I want to make one quick plug. Um, so Alex, <laughs> Alex and I recently saw uh, this comedian named Ismo, who he's been raving about. He's a Finnish comedian. And long story, he gives he's a joke about going to uh, an English as a second language class where they make him say she sells seashells down by the seashore. And he has this hilarious bit about how improbable it would be for that to come up and (laughs) include several observations about like, he would just say, Hey, that lady's got a bunch of clams. And then (laughs) how selling seashells by the seashore is the dumbest thing you could do because they're in such (laughs) great supply. It's an incredible bit. Very worth checking out. Ismo, I-S-M-O. He's very funny. We'll look him up. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he pointed out that fundamental misunderstanding about supply and demand. <laughs> it was great. It was a very important point. That's like uh, my favorite for supply. My favorite line of the office is when Michael's like, "We sell paper in a paperless world." Yeah. <laughs> yes, paper in a paperless world. Limitless yeah. paper in a paperless world. Oh. oh, I love it. What's number eight, Derek? All right, so moving on to number eight is actually um, what Mike has brought has brought to my to my attention. And what he's made me love and what every time I do it, my mom 
thinks I'm crazy. Wow. But streaking. Yes, yeah, streaking. <laughs> yeah, this would have been higher for me, but <laughs> no, actually, it's uh, it's taking a nice, a, a good old book out on the beach and wow. just just popping down and reading a couple chapters. I'll let you start with this one, Mike. Yeah, you could go ahead and rip me apart because I know, like, I just recently started this one, and you've been doing it for forever, sir. You fundamentally misunderstand me. I am a very welcoming member of the reading community. I want all to read whatever they want to read whenever they want. And I'm so glad to have you as part of our club these days. I think it's good for you because I think any little dose of quiet concentration only purifies <laughs> that essence that makes you who you are because it allows you to focus and build up more energy for the oncoming outburst. And it makes me very happy. So I'm a huge proponent. I will likely argue for reading to be a little bit higher on this list, regardless of what comes next, because there is, to me, no purer joy than laying by the seashore and reading a book. There's no, there's literally mm. nothing I enjoy more than that, but I'm a huge fan. I'm very glad you're you're doing it. I would say that reading by the beach is particular. I, I like reading anywhere. I would read on a train. I would read on a plane or any, any other number of places. But the beach, I think, is one of the best places to do so because the level of ambient noise on a beach is just right. Just you just have right. the waves crashing in the background. Waves, the seagulls. Goals, yeah. People doing whatever it is, but, like, in the distance far enough that the specifics aren't really registering with you. Yep. I think natural light really is awesome for reading a, you know, a good old-fashioned paper book. Yeah. We run in a very specific circle. I think Mike and I enjoy reading, and I guess you too, Derek, more than probably the average cat. I've gotten into it. Coming, yeah. it, you know, Jameson, like, yeah, whew, yeah, buddy, like, if he reads, like, I am, I'm reading a sentence a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk to us. I want to hear what's uh, what's on the old agenda these days. You got anything going right now that you're liking? So actually, right now, I'm reading unscripted. Oh, what's that all about? It's. Do you know who it's by? No. It's, oh, I'm completely blank, blanking on his name. He's the bald dude on the NBA on NBA TV on TNT with like Shaq and Kenny and all them. The white guy, token white guy. Jay Bill, not Jay Billis. Not Jay Billis. He's got a, he's got a, uh, bow tie on. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Wait a second. My oh, it's, Zoom... by, it's by Ernie. Ernie Johnson. Okay. Ernie Johnson. Yeah. So, um, it's unscripted by Ernie Johnson. It's basically just, it's talking about his life and it's just like all of the trials and tribulations. I'm a big nonfiction, like history reader yeah. now that I've gotten back into books. And so like I read Phil Knight's book about Nike. Oh, I heard that was really good. It was, it's, it's, if you ever want to like own a business, be a CEO mm -hmm. or like have anything to do with business, it is a great book because it shows you like exact, like all the heart and sweat and blood you have to put into like running business. Yeah. And then Ernie's book is it's, it's really, it's just down to earth. Like it shows you, like he talks about it in the book. He's basically saying, even though you see me on TV every day, like I'm a normal dude. He's got six kids. He's adopted four of them. Three of wow. them have special needs. So it's just, and it's talking about like his fight with cancer like how he was luck, like everything that he's been blessed with in his life. And so it's actually like, it's a, it's a really good book. And I'm, and I'm kind of into those books cause I like hearing people's stories. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's where you learn the most and how you grow as a person. And so that's why I'm kind of into that genre. And then Jameson got me a book about Leonardo da Vinci. And wow. this sounds reading, about right. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was reading that one for a little while, and then it basically just became a book about his art. I liked the parts about like the history and like his life, but then mm-hmm. once it started about talking about art, then I was just like, eh. But no, that's 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 what's on the docket right now is unscripted. Wow. Um, so if you if you've never heard of it, you want to check it out. Definitely, I would I would highly recommend it. That sounds terrific. Can I throw one your way that I think you'd like? Yes, sir. I will write it down right now. I read one, uh, the Bassoon King, and that I've one. I've heard of that. I've yeah, heard of it. So it's Rain Wilson, and it's mm-hmm. about his life. It yeah. was terrific. He has a great. He's a great voice uh, as a writer. His life is really interesting and more varied and a little bit different than you might expect. But same thing. It's a person telling their story. Very humble, kind of regular guy. Just interesting life. Really well told. And like you said, it's something you can learn from because he has a really interesting point of view. Um, I would really recommend it. Okay, cool. I'll definitely check it out. But bringing it back on that level. Yeah. Back to, back to the, back to the, to the list. Yeah. It's very hard. I found out to read a book that has like the extra paper cover on it Mm -hmm. while you're on the beach. Because it's like, oh, it gets sand in between yep. it, it blows off all the time. And so I'm trying to get used to it. Um, I've started yeah. going out there now, I've started taking it off before I got, so I'm, I'm getting into the groove on it also. My friend, the practicalities of beach reading are huge. You gotta take the jacket off of a hardcover if you have mm-hmm. one. A jacket, you, that's what it's called. Yeah, you wanna find, you You're wanna find there. a- You're I'm getting the there, I'm learning. You're getting the lingo we're, down. <laughs> we're working on it. You want to find a book that's like light enough so that you can read it on your back. Mm-hmm. You also have to find a good position to read in. You know, if you're if you're leaning on your stomach, you got to dig a little hole. Like yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of work that goes into this to get the beach reading just right, but once you find it, you don't want to give it up. Yeah. And that's where that's kind of where I've gotten to, especially yeah. being down at the beach alone this summer. Like just sitting out there and reading, like and and for that fact, I I will probably be open to moving it up, but Man, I love seven through one. Those, <laughs> those are all the memories right there. Yeah. All right. Well, hit us with seven. Talk to us, my friend. All right. So seven. This is I, I, I really want to evoke some some fond memories from everybody listening right now. And mm-hmm. seven is sand slash drip castles. Oh, good inclusion of the drip. So I was thinking about splitting them apart. And mm-hmm. then I was like. I like there's no reason to split them apart because it's the same concept like you're still building a sand castle it's just the the consistency and how you like how you're making it but man like I can remember some of my fondest memories of being at the beach are me and Jameson and my dad and my little sister like us going out there and back in the day when you had those little plastic molds and you would yeah. go, you would make your sand castle, you would build the moat around it, you would go find the seaweed to decorate it, the shells, going back to the walk, you need the shells to decorate. So it was mm-hmm. just one of those things where it was like, man, I'd be hard-pressed to leave this off the list. So, I know the difference, obviously, because I know a lot mm. of things, but <laughs> if there were people listening... You know what he know... definitely knows about? He knows all about Jackson Pollock. Big fan. Okay, all right. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I thought we were over that, and uh, we're not. That's cool. Unlikely. No. Okay. So, anyways, uh, what was I saying, Derek? I totally lost my train of thought. I was uh, interrupted. Here, oh, that's me, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I was saying, I know what a drip castle is, and I know the distinction between that and a regular sand castle. But just so everyone's on the same page, could you just provide a brief synopsis? Okay. So, a sand castle is where you're digging up the semi-hard sand, and you're bringing it back up to where you're making the sand castle. You put it in the mold. 
and you're building it between soft and hard sand. A drip castle, on the other hand, and that one is very intricate, like it has some, it has walls, and it has towers, and it has everything, and it has kind of like, it, it looks like a castle. A drip castle is when you have finished boogie boarding and you're too lazy to get out of the surf. <laughs> and so you're just sitting there and you're just picking up sand with your hands and just dropping it on the ground. And before long, you have something that resembles a tower. And so you just keep going around that one. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I'm glad that there's a term for that thing that, like, I feel like everyone has done. They've, got like, they've like, zoned out and just kept doing it. Exactly. And then someone is like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I don't, whatever. A drip castle. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's done it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not nearly as guided no. or, or, or stimulating yeah, as exactly. a sand castle. Yeah. Or I, I would like to maybe expand this to sand formations, because mm. while a castle is probably the, the best way to form sand on a beach, there's a lot of fun things you can do, such as... My favorite. Just, like, burying someone in the sand. Like, and then making boobs. Absolutely. And then, yes, and making boobs, and you just keep making them bigger. As big yeah. as the bigger. boobs can be, that's how they should be. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good time. But, yeah, and then you always... My, my dad, going along with that, we would always... Some of my memories are... um, We would always go to the beach with another family friend and their family. And every single year, my dad and the other dad... They would always make the craziest thing. They would bring, they would make alligators and they'd bring spray paint out. Whoa. And spray paint it green and black. And Whoa. they'd put a pad, like a paddle or something in its mouth to keep it open. Um, they would, they, one year they made a VW bug. So they like, they spent hours on hours. Like they had their credit cards and room keys out. They're like getting edges right and 90 degree angle. It time. Yeah. They had us going out there. They were like, making us dig the holes and retrieve the sand, but we were all for it because we knew, like, four hours later and they're going to be ten beers deep apiece. Like, this thing's going to look great. And then we get to ride our little bikes over it later, so. Sure. I think I speak for all of our friends in saying that I and all of us aspire to be your dad uh, (laughs) when we're grown up. And that is just, that is a good insight into what it takes to be a man as handsome and as successful as a father and Where as are you a going person <laughs> you gotta have like... s- some crazy ass determination <laughs> to make a freaking alligator for your kids on the beach like there is there is no question why your dad is the father that he is and we would always get our like our family portraits behind it oh, oh my t- god great times so we have we have them up in the house so next time you guys are down there we'll have to show you uh yes We're yes reserving, putting Please. that on the docket <laughs> okay that was number seven, which means it's time for the not top three. Have you prepared a not I have, top three? I have there? actually prepared a not top three. Oh, um, wonderful. Being a, a beach topic, I feel like they were actually pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like you guys might, might get where I'm going with this one. One might, one might catch you on the side, but number three is getting stung, pinched, or bit by literally anything mm. <laughs> by jellyfish, by crab, by, uh, there might be a fire ant on the beach. Like, it just yeah. it you're in such a comfortable place that yeah. you just want everything to be right, and when it yeah. and when it's not, it's very jarring. Exactly, and then when you get stung by a jellyfish, you have to whip your penis out and pee on yourself. So on yourself, gets, wow, yeah, it gets bad. Self medicating. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick new girl reference. Anybody remember when uh, when uh, Schmidt gets stung by the jellyfish and he tells Winston to pee on him and he says no, but he asks if a number two will work. 
It's kind of gross. I, but... <laughs> Schmidt has got to be one of the best TV characters ever made. Absolutely. To be discussed another day on another to be top discussed. 10. Um, so then, number two on the not top three is something that I don't, I don't know if many people will understand. But when people fish in the surf, mm. like... I don't want to be fish. I don't want to be swimming out in the ocean where there are just stray hooks. Yeah. Like that seems inconsiderate where you're attracting sharks to come eat your yeah. bait. Like, I don't know where your hook is. Is it going to get stuck in me? I don't know where the sharks are that you're fishing for. Mm-hmm. So, it, and, and they pretty much wherever they are, you got to give them 50 yards on each side. So they're taking up some prime real estate. Yeah, that's true. And so I'm at with that you. point, it's just like, Go to a bridge or something and just fish over there. Yeah, there's yeah. got to be a pond nearby. Exactly. It feels like For- it should be like a, a a dawn and dusk activity. Like you should be exactly. out there, you know, early or late in the evening, but before the kids get or out. Or like there. at pools when there's like a, a half hour period where n- no kids are allowed. Adult in swim. Yeah. Only, yeah, adult swim. <laughs> a- exactly. Adult fishing. Adult fishing. Yeah. Everybody get out of the water for this 30 minutes so this fat South Carolinian can go fish <laughs> for some reason. He can't just hop on a bridge or a boat. I'm glad that we don't have very many listeners because we probably could have alienated a few people here, but. <laughs> yeah. But I'm well, with I'm you. I, I, I'm, I'm an overweight South Carolinian, so I can, <laughs> I can go down that road. You are I'm from talk- South Carolina, but that first part I dispute. Medically, I am overweight. I'm okay. <laughs> so we're not going to go down that. So then right. number one, you guys can probably guess this is getting burnt. Oh, mm. I would. I- I would have said putting sand in in the shorts, but the burning sand. is pretty tough too. I like. There's just something about getting burnt where yeah. you you can't come back from it. Like sand, you can go hop in the hop in the ocean and get it out. Go hop in the shower, get it out. But burnt, like you're trying to sleep that night. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Forget it. The only thing that's worse than that. According to our sage friends over at SpongeBob, winding up with no one is a lot less fun than a burn from the sun, some sand in your buns. And that brings me to my other not top three, which is just the fucking sand. Yeah. <laughs> so the oak, so the, so the beach in general. Well, listen, I like <laughs> we sand hate in sand place. and we hate sun. So <laughs> I like look anything in moderation. We can all agree that we love the sun, but too much sun is a burn, and too much sand is just too much sand. It's everywhere. To quote, uh, to quote, it is a beach. You know right, that, right? Oh, oh come on! <laughs> don't don't do this. There, look, I'm in the right here. It's too much sand is too much sand. It is. I will agree. No, I'm with you. When your There's... armpit starts making a pearl, it's a problem. Exactly. I'm 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 a I'm the kind of person. If I'm on the beach, I'll throw a towel down before I lay down. Like sure. I'm not gonna lay straight down. Those people who lay straight down in the sand, I'm sorry if you do it. But I look at you, and I'm like, you are crazy. Maniacs. Maniacs. It's like, psychotic, unruly. yeah. So, I'll give you I'll give you the sand. I, I thought about putting that on there, but sand is just such an integral part to the beach. Yeah. In so, moderation and in its place. I don't want... I like sand on the beach. Really, it comes down to, if I get back to wherever I'm going, and there's still a lot of sand, mm, then it's a problem. Then it's a problem. If I get sand in the pages of my book due to my own clumsiness, I'm blaming the sand and not me. Yeah. I do have a couple of other ones if you if you don't mind. Shoot. This one it can it, it can vary depending on your conditions, but I would say 7 times, 8 times out of 10 if I try to play frisbee on the beach, mm. this experience is ruined because of the wind. And yeah. and like and I persist because I love to throw a frisbee and it's just it's almost always futile. We were actually we were out walking down the um beach on the lake up in Chicago the other day with Jameson 
and two dudes are throwing the frisbee. And to your point, there's nothing that makes you look the least bit athletic than throwing a frisbee on a windy beach. It yeah. sucks. It sucks. You just end up chasing the frisbee, yeah. and like, it, it's just no good. The only other one I wanted to throw in here was I don't think I've ever actually I've, maybe a couple times I've seen someone do it. The, it's a close relative of searching for seashells is the metal detector searcher. Mm. <laughs> Can you think of anything less fun? Like, you're never going to find Boop. anything cool. Yeah. Ever. You see the old man Boop. with his fanny pack and his big old headphones just yeah. strolling down the beach. That can't be fun. Just no. a little bit of butt crack showing at all yeah. times. <laughs> and like a lot of zinc. Not some yeah. lotion. He is, the man zinc? is purple no, walking, down, <laughs> walking down the beach. Yeah. So, I'll give you the metal detector, yeah. Oh. That's a good list, though. I, yours were more just like the 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 I guess, harsh yeah, realities I, of beach life. I guess to your point, the 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 getting burnt and getting stung aren't really activities. So no, but they are. You can't. They're, they're directly correlated they're, with yeah. activities. There are two sides of the beach coin, my friend, and and you, we've talked for a little bit about the dark, seedy underbelly of the beach here. Yeah, that brings us to number six. Yes, it does. Unless you had anything, Mike. No, I like all those. The only thing I might add briefly is uh is kind of with the just side effects of the beach would be the iced coffee that de-ices too quickly mm-hmm. because I am very passionate about an iced coffee on the beach and when you it are. melts too quickly and then it warms up, very disappointing. But other than that, I think you covered it. Excellent. Well, I don't drink coffee, so there's another thing that you can uh, open my eyes to. Oh, I'll, I'll be I'll be me. molded by Mike. <laughs> <laughs> molded by it, my young apprentice. <laughs> you want me to recap? Let's do one more, and then okay. we'll recap at five. Yes. Recap at five. It's kind of our new thing we're trying oh, on. Man, we're right. we're workshopping it. All right, so number six. Uh, you guys might yell at me for this one for putting it at six. Definitely. Please but tell us, anyways. Boogie boarding. <laughs> I. You mean for being this low? For being this low. Yeah. Okay. Make your case. So, boogie boarding. I think the only case I need to make on this is, unless, like, you have a certain affinity for it, or you just absolutely, absolutely, like, that's the only thing you can do, boogie boarding is really only applicable from ages, like, 7 to 15, 14? Because after that, you graduate. You get into surfing, paddle boarding, body boarding. It's always just that extra thing that you have to take down to the beach. And, but man, like, I can remember my dad taking us out there back when we were just two small dudes, me and Jameson, and we couldn't even catch our own waves and he would push us into the wave. And man, you would fly. And I, it, boogie boarding is one of those things that when I was little, those are, those are the memories is, is just walking out there with your boogie board. It's got SpongeBob. It's got Princess <laughs> Diaries on it, I'm and you are just ripping waves. <laughs> picturing a young Derek staring into the surf and sunset, leaning, <laughs> leaning on a boogie board, and Jameson comes up behind him and like rests an arm on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Postcard moment as the as the twin sunset. <laughs> yeah, and I'm picturing Derek is wearing a puka shell necklace this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I did have an anklet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you did even better. I didn't ankle it, but, and then, and then I don't know what happened, but the technological advances in boogie boarding, can we, can we talk about those? <laughs> oh, back when we were little, 
Back when we were little, it was just those stupid old styrofoam ones. Mm -hmm. And now they've got the slick bottoms that you can wax Mm -hmm. up. They've got the sticky tops so you don't come off it. Mm -hmm. If you're behind the wave, you just stretch it out and you keep... I got to say, kids these days, they have it easy. They don't even know it either. They don't know the struggle that we all went through. (laughs) But yeah, boogie boarding, number six, I... I man, going back, I'm 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 about to shed a tear here. These are all these all these memories. Beautifully done. I like that you're living in it. I think <laughs> this one gets a lot of points for sentimentality because you're right. Like, even though I could still enjoy a boogie board in my at my current size, I think like past a certain point, there's just a certain impracticality of it. Yeah, and then you're right. Like you graduate, like, I can't surf, but like bodyboarding, bodyboarding. is is as an effective substitute. So I, I, I see your reasoning, and we'll see. Well, whatever. Well, we, we can discuss I feel like later. I feel like I just I gave more of a reason for it not to be on my list than for it to be. But it was just that sen- the the sentimentality, the glisten in your yeah. eyes is selling me, Derek. Whew. Yeah, man, I'm I'm going back. Those home his eyes of us swim with the ghosts of his past. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someday I'm gonna have to graduate you, from from my uh, from my memories. But man. Yeah, so I can recap now if you want. Please to. do. Please All do. Right. So, number 10, we resolved it to be just biking. Number 9 is searching for cool shells while you're walking. Number 8 is just sitting down, finding a nice book to read and just soaking up the sun rays. Number 7 is your sand drip castle, and number 6 is your boogie boarding. Fantastic. <laughs> so, we'll move on to number 5 if you guys are ready. I yeah. And prepared. So this is one that I was struggling to find a name that you guys, that everybody would relate to. But what we we called it Smash Ball. Smash <laughs> Ball. Oh, is this like the pa- like the, the paddle paddles. game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the it's the two paddles where you have like the little oh, rubber okay. ball and yeah. you draw the tennis court. And when you have a ton of people there, you just you inherently start a tournament. Mm-hmm. And I just like man that paddle game. And and I will say by the end of it, it turned out to me and jameson trying to hit each other with the yeah. paddles and that's what brothers do as it goes of course. as it as it goes sure jameson hitting the ball as far as he possibly could <laughs> it turns into a home run derby sure yeah. um but yeah smash ball i don't i when i was first trying to think of it i was like that game with the paddles where you hit the ball back and forth but i think i think smash ball is one of those token beach games where you're it no matter what beach you're on wherever you are you're gonna walk down the beach and see somebody playing this it's one yeah. of those weird things that could probably be done anywhere. Yeah. And yet you only see it at the beach. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever see anyone playing Smash Ball anywhere but the beach? No, I, re- I, no, I don't. I don't. That's a <laughs> great point. It would be very reasonable to play that many other places. In, in a yard? backyard? Yeah. Or a front yard? Or a park? Or just anywhere like literally anywhere and yet you only see it at the beach which i think like definitely cements its place near the top mm-hmm. we did you say you would like actually draw lines out we would, we would draw lines out wow have, like the center line wow yeah we took it seriously yeah it's very sophisticated no we your average just, smash baller <laughs> we would just kind of like go back and forth and see how far apart we could back up before we were missing or see how many times, how many times we could times, keep it yeah. in the air or just hit each other with it. Like, those are kind of the three main ways to use them. I still remember, um, I think it was with Jameson, our, my high score of keeping it alive was 437. Damn, what? son. We, we seriously, we went on for like an hour. That's really fun. Yeah. 
It was rough. <laughs> By the end of it, my arm was dead. By the, the end of it, neither of you wanted to quit. Like, I won't give in. By the end of it, I hated the game until <laughs> we came back out the next day. Sure. So, yeah, that's a good one. I, I, and I think to your point, you really you could see it played anywhere, but you don't. You so, don't. Yeah. All right. So, moving on to number four is, and when I was thinking of this one, I was just like. Now growing older, I see why our parents wanted us, why they, why they told us to do this. But it was the, it was the golden dig to China. <laughs> like, is there an easier way to keep your child preoccupied for hours than just let them dig a hole? So you're, to be clear, your number four beach activity is just literally <laughs> digging well, a oh hole. Oh my God. As deep did as I love that? Can. Did I love that hole? Your mom obviously sent you on a mission to China, and I'm just so glad I know this now. It's a, it's a good lesson to learn. I, I guess it's not it's not a super valuable lesson, but you're right. Every kid has tried to dig a hole as deep as they possibly can, and has like learned how to dig a hole. As weird as that sounds, like because you can't just keep digging in the same spot. Yeah, you have because to slowly you have grow to out, slowly widen it, yeah. and then like, but at first you don't. You, you reject the reality that, that has been presented to you and you like, like try to just hold it up somehow and keep going. <laughs> and eventually you just have to, to, to deal with it and, and, and widen out. Kind of like they do on Naked and Afraid as they try to get to <laughs> groundwater. <laughs> Slurping some cockroach infested groundwater. Yeah. But, well, I'm... but I, this one I think goes in tandem with Sandcastle building because as any, as any good Sandcastle builder knows, structurally wet sand you need to have wet sand at first to if you have any kind of thin structure hey are you a civil engineer i i, I pretend to be one <laughs> i think but rather than and if you're if you're up far on the beach rather than running down to the water you realize that you can just dig a deep hole and get to yeah. to like harder packed wet water just by going straight down rather than going back down to the beach and save yourself the time or you can just build closer to the water, <laughs> but you under, you get it. But the first time you're digging that hole, like, and you realize, I, 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 I don't even know how to explain the jubilation when you're digging your hole and just water starts to seep from the bottom. You are like, you are six years old and you're yeah. where in this, where in the world is this water coming from? It's like you found oil. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, you're like, ah! I don't know. I remember like the the phenomenon of groundwater first occurring to me in this case. I was like, "There's water down here. What? Like, what, what could is this going possibly on? be? Why is it wet down here? It doesn't make any sense." And like, you're right. That sense. It's like the it's the shell thing again. And then, that, that sense of discovery is really magical for every kid. You're always like, "Well, shoot, this hole is gonna fill up, and I'm gonna have myself a personal pool on the beach. <laughs> Nothing gets better than that." And then when I was thinking of my list today, I was literally sitting there. And all these great memories came flooding back. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there and I write it down. And I'm trying to think of my next, like, some, some other things that I wanted to put on the list. And then I, I thought about it again. And I was just like, like, that seriously kept me. I, I think my mom did it on purpose just to keep me occupied. Like, yeah. Jameson Bailey, who cares what they oh, did? Oh, Derek, do you think <laughs> that's what she was doing? But just to keep me occupied for two hours, just by Digging all, and it cost them six dollars to get a metal shovel, <laughs> and that was three hours a day on the beach where I would just dig a hole, and I would just go at it and go at it, and, and then you do strike me as the type like 
to do it one day and your two siblings are like, that was fun. And then the next day they boogie board all day. And like, as they're in the surf, they look up and all they can see is the periodic, like fling of sand as Derek is like shoulder deep in a hole. <laughs> and then no. I'm, I'm like developing a really strong image of, in my head of a young Derek, like actually making it to China and seeing Jin Yang <laughs> just there smoking a cigarette and saying special occasion. Like, <laughs> That's all I can picture right now is Derek, like, coming up. For some reason, even though he's on the beach, he's wearing overalls that are covered. <laughs> also, not with sand, but with dirt. And he just, like, pops his head up and sees Jin Yang. <laughs> and then, and then, as you got older and you learned about the Earth, you're like, I would, I totally got hoodwinked. Yeah. As a kid, yeah. you believe, you thoroughly believe. Oh, absolutely. To China. And then you're like, I would have to dig through so many things. I would die when I got to this. And <laughs> like, Modern day science catches up with you and yeah. just destroys everything you ever thought of digging to China. No, it's sobering. It is. It's saddening. Is yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, even it, more so. Ah, uh, and so, and then I'll add one more little little Easter egg to this: is when you got deep enough to have your head under the sand level, and it just t- changed the whole tone and pitch of the ocean. It's like sticking the conch shell up against your ear. You're totally right. The you you feel like you've entered another realm. And you're yeah, like, you're like this just got real. I'm in the matrix of sand. <laughs> There's like a weird sense of accomplishment that comes with standing in a hole that you dug yourself. And I that is that I'm, is your that is the height of you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's imagine, one thing to dig a small hole, but that must have been how Stanley Elnats felt every day. I was just gonna just say, I wonder if holes. that's like the official beach measurement is instead of measuring your shovel. You stand in it, and then you yeah. lay down in it. And if you fit you by you, then you're done with that hole. Yeah. You have officially dug the best hole. And going yeah. back to holes, I promise you, my mother and father gave us ample amounts of water while we were digging. Sure. So, <laughs> it was good. Cracked the window in the car. <laughs> they weren't making you dig holes in an abandoned lake <laughs> with yellow-spotted lizards all about. <laughs> all right. What's number three? Number three. Man, Number dig to China. That was good. Um, I'll pat myself <laughs> on the back. Man, Derek, I gotta say, Derek, this is a real good list so far. Great work, Derek. This is me as Derek, by the way. I don't know if we yes. have time for a, for a little anecdote here. Yeah, anecdote. Oh, okay, please. anecdote. So, I, I, going along with patting yourself on the back, we were playing an intramural <laughs> basketball game. This will take really quick. We were playing an intramural <laughs> basketball game my junior year of college, and this guy, he dribbles the ball down. He wasn't on my team, so I don't know his name, but we were. he was dribbling the ball down and made, I will give it to him. A nice pass. He pa- He got a nice pass into the paint. The sure. dude made the layup. Dude turns around and goes, hey, nice pass. Like the guy who made oh, the pass. Oh, no. And we're oh, all saying, no. he, he complimented himself on making a nice pass. And we're all like, boy, you did not just say that. See, you can like, you can Tough do a little one. swag walk and like kind of yeah. go backwards for a few steps before turning around. But like to actually say it is as you're crossing a line of, invi- of unspoken rules. Exactly. He should have known. You, should, you, just, but that's the end. you just trot backwards and tap your chest as you go. Everybody yeah. knows that. Or go in and ask for a high five. Or spit Don't, on yeah. someone's face. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of things you can do. Yeah, or trip somebody and get... Yeah. <laughs> Anything's better than complimenting Agreed. yourself. All right, number three. I'll get straight to it, because this was a good one. Yep. This was this was simple, but so much fun. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, this is number three, so let's do honorable do mentions. Honorable mentions. Sorry, I got yeah. ahead of myself there. It's like we don't even do our own podcast. So I got five I know all the checkpoints. Yeah. I got five honorable mentions. Okay. And I'll just rattle through them and we can, you guys can say whatever you want about them. Okay. But number one, bocce. 
Mm. Bocce's a good one. I, I I thought it was an honorable mention. I didn't think it deserved to be on your top ten. I think um, because it's most as made famous by lawn games, I exactly. think Bocce probably stays off the list. But yeah. Skimboarding? What is that? You've never skimboarded? Uh, maybe I have, I just didn't it's know. It's just it. it's it's basically you take a, a, a I don't know, somebody was literally probably very high when they thought of this. Sure. But you take a yeah. plank of wood and you throw it down on the little like the centimeter, two centimeter tall surf. And you can just fly down the beach. You take a small board and you just throw it on like the little skim piece of water. Yeah. And you just go. I don't. I, that sounds like super, like a ton of fun. It, it's it's also very dangerous. Yeah. We've seen you would you would know what it was if you saw it. You Kyle. would see it. Yeah, you would know. Oh. All right. Um. But I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like the displacement of the board allows you to go in that little of water. Yeah. But yeah. oh. I remember the first day. I I still have a piece of my first skim board because I didn't want to get. I didn't want to let go of it. <laughs> wow! I really um, like that. That's nice. <laughs> it was a, it was Hawaiian themed, so it had the little petals and it was multicolored. Beautiful. But another one, paddle boarding. Sure. Um, I I put that as an honorable mention because it's also a lake activity. Um, it's not just for the beach, but it is fun on the beach. It's more of a yeah, it's a river kind of. Thing. I feel mm-hmm. this one might be able to. I, you alluded to it earlier, but burying your friends. <laughs> that, yeah. that might be able to go with hole yeah. with digging a I, hole or a sandcastle. Yeah, um, but I just feel like that one had a whole different realm to it's, it because it's a different thing than sandcastle because you're not building; you're just covering somebody. It's the same kind of rote like determination that require that you need to have to dig a hole. It's different. Exactly. It's different than a sandcastle yeah. fundamentally. And then the last one. This one came to me because just recently, actually last year. Um, what does that make us? 23 years old. One of my friends, we got down to the beach and he bought a child's kite so that he could go out on the beach and fly a kite. I was going to stomp hard for kite flying. And so kite flying is another honorable mention. Yeah. My old man, Jim, is (laughs) the biggest kite fan there ever was. Box kites, big kites, small kites, kites that climb on rocks. (laughs) He loves kites. Quick anecdote, he, we one time flew a kite at a soccer field I used to play soccer at, and he got it caught in a tree. I hope no one's listening to this. Wait, can I just say, I do know this story. He got This it, is my first time, so my yeah. reaction is genuine. He got it caught in a tree, and really liked the kite, and tried a number of methods to get the, the kite out of, this is a tall tree, a number of methods. He tried to bear grills it, and like <laughs> he like made a string apparatus to climb the tree that didn't work out very well. He cut that no. fucking tree down. <laughs> he cut the tree down. He had me come out and aid and abet him. We how we, how tall was the tree? Probably a good thirty feet. No way, uh, three hundred feet or so. It was a redwood. Did he do endangered? Okay. No big deal. So this is this is where this is where it becomes either awesome or pretty cool. Axe or chainsaw? Neither. We used like you know in the old like lumberjack movies the, when the, the bandsaw. The is is that what you call it when there are two handles and yeah. you go back yes. and forth. <laughs> It was like that, and we whistled it while we so worked. Great. <laughs> it took I love this so much. It took us forever. It was maybe a five inch in diameter tree, and we felled that thing, and we got his fucking kite back. And there was never a time that the wind picked up a little bit that my dad didn't whip his kite out. And so I have very, very fond memories of flying kites on beaches. And I think that the fact that you can bank on being able to fly a kite at the beach mm-hmm. makes it a enough of a distinct beach activity yeah i would like to stump really hard for kite flying it's i think it feels like it's gonna probably belong i think it does because like to that point 
that kite flying transcends age. Like you, you fly your Big kite time for, and it and it takes minimal effort. You get it up there, tie it up, Anyone done. Fly kite. And it's fine. It's just, and that's another thing. Like there's a, there's just a wonder for a kid to fly to to be to be when I was entrusted and I held the kite mm. and he let me roll it out a little bit like that. You're like my dad loves me. My dad, not only that. Not it's it's not that my dad loves me, and my dad loves me very much. It's that my dad respects me enough to let me fly the kite, mm. and that was a big day. That That's means, a huge day. That means an awful lot. Totally so, agreed. Anyways, what's number three, Darren? Um, yeah, on that, I feel like that was a good note to move on. Number three, I don't know what you guys call it, but I gave the intro- introduction a little while ago. But we call it over under through. Yes. <laughs> Mike, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. You yeah, know what we're talking what are we, about. I'm sure I will know in a second. What are we so, talking about here? So for all the listeners, over under. Oh, through, I'm sorry. I know what we're talking. About. Keep going. Exactly. So so over under through is basically your your game where you just walk out into the ocean, and yeah. as a wave comes, you assign one person to yell over, under, or through, and you either have to jump over the wave, you have to just stand there and let it smack you, and. If you have huge waves, that, like, whoever calls through, you beat them up when you leave. Yeah. Because you're like, <laughs> you killed me. And then under is you just dive under and you let the wave pull you back up. And it's just, it's, it, it's a simple game, but it's so much fun. It's, it's, it really doesn't make any sense that you can, but you, we, like, grown men, when we, last time we were, at we your played place, it. <laughs> we played it for like, like a half hour, like 40 minutes. Just out yeah. there. Screaming over under through. It's just fun. Yeah, is what it is. I mean, you're getting out. You're getting your fair share of like salt water. You're having fun. You're talking and like. And I think that's the part is between waves. You can talk. You can chat. And then yeah. it's just one moment where you're like through, it's... and everybody just stands there and like braces for it. You're right. It's cool to just be shooting the shit, and then you're like, well, and I tell you what, um, I was talking to my boss the other day about whatever, and then under and everyone like, and then as soon as you like wipe it out of your eyes it's like well and then he told me and it just yeah, you just pick it back up again <laughs> so it's one of and, and that's it's just one of those things that i i remember going back and this, it, even now like you guys said last year but it's one of those things you didn't have to take a single thing down to the beach yeah. you didn't have to pack a bag you just had to have a ba- you didn't even have to have a bathing suit on to play you could walk in fully clothed or fully nude yeah. Yeah. And you can play this game. I, yeah, I guess. Hopefully, if you're playing naked, yeah. nobody says over. Yeah. Well, but. Oh. Uh, but. <laughs> but. Ah, good old jokes. But. So, <laughs> you've, you've played it, Mike. Oh, I've played it with you guys. I think I probably played this growing up, too. And I agree. It's from the, It taps into something very simple. I do think it's worth noting that the beaches I grew up on in the New England area we're not as accommodating of such games because yeah. in the New England area, you want to boil your ass off on the sand, run into the water for less than 20 seconds so you cool off, and then never go back into the ocean again. <laughs> so your your passion for enjoying the salt like while out there floating is something I've learned in my time visiting your family's place in South Carolina, but it's been acquired. It's been very much acquired, because growing up, that was not the way things were. Yeah. I will say, this game, and it's and it's like, you have different levels of, like, tennis, or you have different levels of golf. Yeah. Like, holes can be hard. But with this game, it is solely dependent on the water. Like, if you have two-foot waves, it's going to be fun. If you have seven-foot waves that are freaking crashing and, like, coming at you like dump trucks, this game... In 
becomes very intense very quickly. Yeah, and so it's it's one of those things that you are just at Mother Nature. You are at her mercy whenever playing this game. It's fun to just stare out into the ocean and dare her to stare back. <laughs> and then before you know it, you're knocked on your ass, and you're like, what just happened? Oh, yeah. By the way, I lose that battle like, ten times out of ten. I'm a notoriously yeah. poor swimmer. <laughs> What's number two, Derek? All right, so number two. I was thinking of this one, and it, there were just so many. I And I, I will say, I'm an avid listener of the pod. So I know what you Thank guys you. do, and I know that you guys like to like to jumble something, like to bundle them up. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I I took the I took the lead on this one, and I said number two is ball sports. So anything, Whoa. so soccer, throwing the football, volleyball. I know you guys have been down there, and we've played with the uh, with the crap. What's it called? That little ball that skips on the water. The skip um, ball, I think. Yeah, I I it, just any ball that you take down there. You were gonna have fun with it, and I think we can we can expand this one because bocce. When I was thinking, I was like, bocce's a ball, but I think this one has to do with inflatable balls. Yeah. So I think I think what the appropriate classification here should be sensitivity to the wind, because mm-hmm. what we're getting at here, I think, is these are all sports that you would picture yourself playing on a grass field somewhere and having great joy. But the beach, you have great joy, but the game is fundamentally altered. Oh, because 100%, whatever, yeah. like, wiffle ball is a great example. Beach wiffle ball is an absolute blast, but it's very different because the moment you hit the ball, depending on the wind, and it's usually blowing in, I don't know how that works, but it always seems to be blowing in. You hit it, the ball just takes a nosedive, so you have to learn to actually hit and run, and there's weird base rules. I like that, and I think that's part of what's fun about the beach version is it's always significantly different than the regular version. I don't know if you guys remember this, but when you guys were down at the beach last year, or was it two I, two, two years ago or last year, and this, this also shows that beach games, beach ball games can be very much altered, is I think we changed the direction of our wiffle ball game four times. We changed, we changed where home play, and you can't do that when you're playing on a field or something, or like on an actual or baseball you, field. Well, what's more important is you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't. But out here, like, if you want to smack some homers, you just put the wind at your back. But if you want to have those high pop-ups that are going to challenge people, but, and then when you're playing soccer, it's, it's, it's one of those easy ones where it's like, keep the ball on the ground or else you are running halfway down the beach to go retrieve the ball. Right. Yeah. Yes. The risk reward is huge. That the risk is that you have to go chase this ball down forever. And, and knowing our beach, they're not, there's not going to be that many people out there to help you stop it. Yeah. And the wind will be blowing. So if you try and rip a shot or like if you hit a foul ball and that thing catches the wrong spin, like have fun. I, we'll see you tomorrow. I distinctly remember playing spike ball on the beach yeah. and we were playing basically yes. like as the tide was going out. So the, the, the sand was still really hard packed and someone wailed one and it was a perfect storm if someone wailed it and the wind was going and there was no resistance on the, the packed sand. And yeah. so if that happened, you knew if you didn't sprint and catch it before it got off, you're screwed. Yeah. Which that's not how the game is played yeah. in a backyard. And it's fundamentally, it can be more fun and it can be more challenging, but it's definitely a different kind of game. But I think Absolutely. To, to an extent, um, the reason that I, I, oh, another reason why I wanted to put this one on here is because when you're playing volleyball or you're playing spike ball, or you're playing soccer on soft sand. Yeah, you have sand. you are you are much more hell bent 
to diving or <laughs> yeah. to putting your body on because you know you're not going to hit a rock or you're not going to hit hard ground like right. you are going to go for that ball with every ounce of effort that you have and it just and it brings an extra level to that game where you're just like that ball's six feet away from me i'm gonna take two steps and i'm just gonna lay out right because you know like i'm gonna fall in some soft sand it's gonna be nice i'm gonna brush it off and we're gonna get back up and play it adds a fantastic air of recklessness to any game yeah I tell you what, that has not uh, motivated me to yet dive. <laughs> I just, I gotta tell you, I got a sense it's not going to, but I totally hear you. I, I, I just, and it's so easy to take those things out there. Yeah, because it's yeah. When I was thinking, also big. when I was thinking of paddleboarding, like lugging, yeah. like especially if it's windy, lugging a paddleboard out yeah. in windy weather, you are gonna die carrying Sucks that thing. Um, lugging a surfboard or botch, like botch balls are twenty pounds. Right. You take a football out there, that's 10 ounces or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's number two. Yeah. I have a feeling I know what number one is. You do? I have, I have a number what? one is, I don't know. I feel like everybody who's listening and I've done, I'm, I'm guilty of this. You're sitting there and you're just, you're, you are begging. Like I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm verbally in my car saying, you guys better say this is number one. And I hope that's <laughs> what people are saying for this one. Like for the cookie episode, I was like, we need fudge stripes on here. I'm, fudge so, glad I'm so glad that was the reaction. I, fiance Lee just scared the living shit out of me. She was like, Hey, what was number one? And I told her, and she was like, fudge stripes. You are going to get, you're going to get massacred. I was this all one. for fudge stripes. And luckily I, she's been proven wrong. Everyone is in agreement that fudge stripes are the best. Thank God. <laughs> I will just say I want to I want to quickly just defend my family's honor. <laughs> it is foolishness in my experience to challenge Jerry where anything cookie related comes. I agree. You'd think possibly he's, you know, he's just passionate enough that he'd go down a rabbit hole that would lead him astray with this fudge stripe obsession of his. Now, if he says fudge stripes, he it's fudge. He stripes. knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, I got and and for the listeners who listen to that one, my number one is the equivalent of fudge stripes, and it is your simple tanning. Yeah, or sunbathing, or sunbathing. Yeah, I, you're you inherently when you think of the beach, you think about throwing that SPF four on, <laughs> laying out and just bronzing, because no matter I don't care who you are, when it's the dead of the winter, you look down. There's there's that moment of realization where you're like. I am a ghost right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I need a beach. Or for bad. me, like, in July. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's, it's, it, it is your, when you think of the beach, everybody thinks of sunbathing. Here's why sunbathing is the undisputed number one, in my opinion. Sunbathing is like the, it's the default activity. Mm-hmm. Like, all other activities at the beach, when you are concluded with them, you return to your resting position of sunbathing. Yeah. There's no and there's no activity that you're doing on the beach where you're not also absorbing the rays. It's the default position and you can do other things within that, but it's what we all return to and like you can go to the beach and do only that. Yeah. And yeah. No one go you can go to the beach and you might not fly a kite and you might not build a sandcastle and you might not play the soccer. You cannot avoid you are sunbathing. Re- you are required I guess you could just wear you could cover yourself. You could put a tent out there, but what's the point of going to the beach? Everyone at some point on every visit to the beach just lays there for a minute and yeah. catches some rays. It's it's the quintessential beach activity, and in my opinion, is an ironclad number one. And nine yeah. out of ten stories you hear from going to the beach 
are people getting absolutely sunburned. Right. And the only reason you're getting sunburned is because you were tanning. Right. Because you yeah. forgot to put sunscreen on. And so I, when I was, when I was thinking of this list, I, it was just, I, I pretty much, I knew my number one and I was like, tanning has to be it. Because like you said, no matter if you're swimming, if you're surfing, if you are playing football, if you are digging a hole, you always get back up, you pull your shorts up a little bit, you pull the waistband down just so that you can extend the area of tan. Yep. Because that is what you return to every single time. That's how it's done. Any other thoughts, Mike? No, you guys have made a hell of a case. You're totally right. I think the fact that you're always doing it even when you're not doing it, it's hard to make a more compelling case than that. So, I, I like it. Okay. <laughs> it was my number one. Yeah, yeah. obviously you like it. <laughs> I'm glad we're all in agreement here. Mike, what other ones did you have on your list? We should probably try to hustle and, and get this knocked out. Yeah, truthfully, I don't have a ton that I think like really needs to get on this list. I'm pretty simple on the beach. <laughs> I mostly read and ignore others would be my big things. I think those probably go hand in hand. I'm very passionate about wiffle balling on the beach with my family. I like some of the, the more kind of out of the box, and I guess I mean like, from the box, so in the box games like ladders, mm-hmm. uh, cornhole is very fun on the beach. Cornhole, some can stuff jam, like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, can, can jam, jam so brings the frisbee back into that it. That does well, bring the frisbee issue back, but those true. kind of games I always enjoy on the beach. Bike ball, which I yeah, probably ball. goes into the ball category, but like there's no way we are in no way uh, sponsoring <laughs> no. uh, spike ball. We just happen to love the game. The, no, the we're game sponsored by Hasbro. Yeah. <laughs> we have we do the bop it and we do the skip it. <laughs> skip so it. remember remember that? Yeah. So no, those are those are my big passions on the beach. I like to make sure nobody touches me is a big one. Yeah. Like that the accidental like rolling into your significant other or like your dad or your sister or whatever and like your shoulders touch and you hear that little squelching Ooh. noise. Ooh. No good. Ugh, it's gross. And it's like they're hot and you're hot, so now yeah. you're like, yeah, ugh. No yeah. good. I don't know. So I'm thinking about it. Long walks on the beach, but even that, that's sort of like long walks with the shells. Yeah. So I, I feel pretty good about the contents of this list. A couple I'd like to advocate for. One, it it, it feels weird to describe this as a separate activity, but I think it, it warrants inclusion, or at least a mention, is napping. I think Ah. one of the best places in the world to take a nap is a beach before it gets too windy. Falling asleep as the, as your body kind of warms up in the sun. You're so right. Right after you get out of the water and you just lay down and you're air drying and you fall asleep. I think, and again, this is the same point I made with, with reading is the ambient noise is perfect for napping. Like I oftentimes when I sleep, will put on ambient beach music because I find it so relaxing. I, I'm a, I love napping. I nap an awful lot. I like napping outdoors, and ideally I'm napping on a beach. I really, I don't know if it warrants being on the list, but I really think that it's unique enough that it maybe should. Can I, can I, I think that one didn't make it on my list because you guys know me. <laughs> yeah, and a good it point. Is, it is, <laughs> we're out there for a have purpose you, and that's you, to have fun. Have you ever napped in your life? Uh, one time when <laughs> we, when I was super jet lagged. He was grounded and he was jet lagged. <laughs> And I just popped... No, never mind. I'm not going to... Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say NyQuil, but... Yeah. <laughs> Another one I had was any kind of, like, splash fighting. Mm. Oh. 
The, I'm a younger I, brother, so that has my stamp of approval. Yeah, that has my stamp of approval. It's not an activity that usually lasts very long, but just like whipping your hand right at the surface of the water to get yeah. the big to wave. get the maximum like upsplash. Mm-hmm. And or then, you can and, gra- the, and then the stomping, like just getting the big wet splashes. Or you graduate from that and you grab the sand from the bottom. Yeah. Any kind of water based fighting on the beach, I think I'm, I'm in for that one. Should be on Chicken there. Chicken fighting? Chicken fighting gets in. Chicken fighting, I associate more with pool games, yeah. but I, I see your point. I don't think yeah. I've ever done that in the... Seems dangerous in the ocean. <laughs> very, very dangerous. Uh, the last one I wanted to throw on there as an adult, now that we've enjoyed this, I really enjoy just having a nice drink on the beach. Yes. I like that pick. Yeah. Drinking on the beach is really fun. Like, a, and as stereotypical as you can be, like a Corona or for me... A nice uh, summer shandy. A nice yeah. line of kugels. <laughs> a line of kugel. Give me a liney. Put a liney in my hand. <laughs> I've, I've heard about. I've I've heard about that one from many people, and I've never like I've never witnessed you drink one. But I, by God, I've heard like at least seven people tell me that Kyle just loves his summer shandy. Oh, he sure does. <laughs> Sue me. They're delicious. <laughs> I have. I'm with you actually on this one. I wasn't sure if this would count as a as like a full on beach activity, but I think it does. I, once a year, my family goes to this place, this local clam shack that's very famous, and we'll get, like, you know, fisherman's platter or lobster lobster rolls, and we always have a couple freezing cold Stellas on the beach with us, mm-hmm. and, oh, a lobster roll and a cold Stella or a nice glass of white wine on the beach, mm, can't really beat that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'd like, to, I think what we can do here is, is we can kind of group a lot of these together as, what, as, a, was, as a way yeah. to include some. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't really, oh, another one. I actually really like running on the beach. Like the sand resistance mm. is fun. I think that might be one that we can group together with yeah. biking maybe and say like exercising. Yeah, exercising. And, and to your, and then another grouping is I like being me, I would group reading and napping together. Oh boy. I would, sorry, sorry, man. They do go natu- hand in hand, but they, it could be a little bit roughshod there. I think a more natural pairing is napping and tanning. Napping and tanning. Yes. Okay. Because exactly, while you're napping, you're tanning. You can yeah. do both sim- simultaneously. And I just think, like, your intent when you read a book, you're still actively engaging in an activity. Whereas when you're napping, you're actively intending to do nothing. Exactly. As you yeah. are when you're tanning. I think that makes sense as a grouping. I think I think we should go ahead and just jump the shark and put paddleboarding and skimboarding and boogieboarding and together like any kind of boards. boarding. Yeah. yeah, I think that we should put burying your friends in the same group as digging a hole. Mm-hmm. Kites. It's hard to group in there. Like that one. I think I thinks- would. I would almost be. I would be. Well, no, because that includes walking. Is the searching for shells? That's like searching for shells and walking. Because I would say I'm 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 almost that's that's one of those things that like I'll do it every now and again, but I'd rather fly a kite than sit out there and walk. I think that's an important one. Though. Yeah, I think yeah. you were right. For a to, lot of people, I think that's. I think yeah. you were right to include that. Derek. I think you were right to include it too. I, I'm having a hard time finding stuff that I want to take off, and yet I feel strongly about adding some. I think exercising. You had it at number. At, not really exercising in its pure form. You had biking i think that one you had correctly kind of at 10 because it's a kind of a niche thing and like i think that's a really solid honorable mention i think we have room there Mm -hmm. maybe to pull that one off yeah no i would definitely i would i would i would bring that one back off if we wanted to free up a spot 
I think the the reason I was so attached to that one, and now that we're expanding it, is just the memories that were with it. But now that we're expanding it, it's one of those things where I sure. think I think something more fitting can go in that spot. And really, the only genuinely new thing that we want to put on this list is I think flying a kite because we've got we're grouping. Where are we putting splash fighting? Oh yeah, because that when you I didn't that didn't even and now that you've said that, could we? reasonably get away with grouping that with over under through they're kind of you could different. make it sort of like water time yeah, water 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 hey because okay it. <laughs> hey it's our podcast it's, it's it, yeah it's your podcast my list let's do what we want okay that one's getting grouped boogie boarding paddle boarding skimboarding that's getting grouped burying your friends it's getting grouped we're adding kites and we're taking off biking slash exercising that's 10 that let's 10. quickly discuss how we want to rank these i think sunbathing slash napping is we kind of just definitely won. Agreed as definitely one. one. That's number one. I a- after talking about ball sports, I think that has merit to come down if something needs to be moved up. Because I think for for the for the pure joy and the pure intent of doing it at the beach, I would say over under through splash fighting water sports should go above ball sports. I, th- I agree. I, th- I completely agree. I think what you're getting at is things that are beach exclusive should have higher spots. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Not just something that is altered because you are at the beach. Amen. Yeah. Well put. Agreed. In that case, do we want water sports at number two? So like over under through through, splash fights. Yeah. General like swimming. Yes. Yeah. Sitting in the like just like laying down in the tide pool. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. All good things. Planking in the tide pool. Just just the simple joy of going back into the water briefly to get the sand off your feet. Oof. Everything. Yes! Everything. Oh, oh I everything. love that. That's nice. Okay. And, and to that point, I think digging to China, burying your friends, I think that should be... I think ball sports... I think ball sports has enough to stay at four and moving digging to China, burying your friends, that kind of thing, up to three. I think digging to China... I think sand... Sand structures and activities belongs high. I would also say that, like, our boarding thing should probably go above ball sports. Since we've expanded it, yeah. So let's put, let's, we'll just call it like, we'll we'll just put dig to China on here and we'll understand that's, that means, or we'll put digging in a hole. Digging in a hole. I I like like digging to China being memorialized. (laughs) Digging to China is what we have here. Then we'll we'll say board sports. Yeah. Yeah. Which includes paddle boarding, boogie boarding, skim boarding. Okay. All those surfing. Surfing, I guess. Okay. And this is this is where we can get into it because can Smash Ball be included in ball games? Because I that would free up a spot. But Smash Ball no, is exclusive that's its to the own beach. Thing. Because it's it's so so counterintuitively exclusive to the beach, I think it's 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 its own thing. Okay. That is the brilliant thing of this is that it's one of the sports that should least be exclusive. It should be at it should be in every dollar store known to man, but you only find it at beach at, at the beach dollar store. So beach. It should Walmart. be done exclusively in areas with little wind, <laughs> but only at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> We've dug ourselves, ah, we've dug ourselves ah. into a bit of a hole here because now we still haven't put sand slash drip castles, which I think is like actually one of, it's a, it's high. One of like the most beachy things you can ever do. Why but I feel, but I feel like one, two, four, one, two, and four, I think since they're so broad. Yeah. They should, they, they should not move. Okay. I'm with you. 
why don't we compromise and put, I think Smash Ball, just talking global, let's take a step back here and just look big picture. Can we really put a, a Smash Ball activity underneath sandcastles if we're talking about beach activities? No, no. Everybody no. knows what sandcastles are. Let's, let's do some context here. Let's put, let's put sandcastles or drip castles at five. Let's put Smash Ball at six. And now we have to put kites and reading and walking. And then what's the last one? Ball sp- and ball sports. I think, I think reading can go no lower than where it is right now. I agree. What can't? Reading. I, yeah. reading I, was, I, was, I was about to give you, I was about to give you guys an out with everything that you've said about the ball sports. I would be comfortable with having ball sports at 10 since it's not exclusive to the beach. I think that makes sense. But it, it, there, there's an added fun to it being at the beach, but it's not only for the beach. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So let's do reading, reading, yeah. reading at seven, ball sports at 10, and then kites and shell hunting. I think kites belongs at nine. Like, cause you can fly a kite somewhere yeah. that's not the beach. And then, and shell hunting is just inherently like, you're gonna see, every time you go out on the beach, you are going to see people wanting to do it. Damn straight. In agreement, Mike? Whew. I'm down. That's a list. Man. That's a, that's a, that's a list of 10 of the 10 best beach activities. I think I ran out of rubber bands. As bundling, told bundling by things Ginger. together. <laughs> Call him the rubber band man. Call me the rubber band man. <laughs> oh man. Just Kyle, do you again. know you just made a TI <laughs> reference? I absolutely did. Thanks to our <laughs> shameless plug, Guilty Pleasure Hip Hop Songs. Oh podcast. man. Go back rubber and check band it out. Rubber band man, wild as the Taliban. <laughs> that one has my brother on it. So if That's you want right. to hear my voice, oh, listen wow. Connecting all, all the dots, baby. All right, Derek. Could you please recite our <clears throat> top 10 beach activities? After much, much vigorous argument, debate. Vigorous debate. We have the definitive top 10. So number 10, ball sports which we've gone through it, includes all of those football, volleyball. So number nine is flying kites, just the, so inherently fun. Number eight, show hunting. Number six is reading, something that Mike has brought into my life and I will forever thank him for. I will uh, forever thank you for bringing yourself into my life. I, uh, well, I can't top that. Oh, sure. Yeah, what am I supposed to say? I, Mike, I love you. I love you too, Derek. Aw. Hey, Derek, what's number six? Hey, number six. Yeah, way to bring it back, Kyle. Uh, number six is Smash Ball. Number five is Sand Slash Drip Castles. Number four, Board Sports. Three, the infamous Digging to China, something that my mom just loved, absolutely loved it. Number two, Water Activities. Very broad, but includes all of your ocean activities. And number one, everybody's favorite, sunbathing and napping thank you so much Derek that was a blast watching you have all these recollections has been really fun and it's bringing back a lot of great memories for me specifically with you this is fantastic I'm really looking forward to getting out to the beach again thanks for being on the pod thanks for having me on it was was a lot of fun thanks for being an avid listener you're a big fan of the pod hey I love it. It, it it's one of those things where my brother was actually talking about it it's just like whenever you can sit down and listen to two guys talk for an hour you know there's something special there (laughs) <laughs> and listening to you to Mike and Kyle just banter back and forth, like I I will be sitting in the car, I'll be sitting in my room, I'll be do, whatever I'm doing, and I'll just laugh out loud, and people look at me crazy, and I'm just like, this is the best podcast I've ever listened to because it brings me so much joy. You beautiful scamp, you have brought <laughs> you have brought a lot of joy to this hour of podcasting, my friend. 
Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. It was a blast, and I'd love to do it again, but I'm not here that often. So Kyle also did say that I only got to become I only got to come on because I was I was here, and so <laughs> it was just easy to have me on. <laughs> Teasing, wow. Derek. We've been it was convenient. We've long been waiting for you to get on the pod, and yes. the stars aligned, and this has been fantastic. You will be on again at some yes. point. So thank you, absolutely. Thank you guys, absolutely. And good night, everybody. Very good. Peace. Alrighty, friends. That was our top 10 for this week, but now we'd love to hear your top 10. So please check us out on all of our available social media outlets, traditional outlets, whatever outlets we have. Check us out on Twitter at top10km. That's all spelled out, top10km. Our email, top10km, spelled the same way, at gmail.com. Or our site, top10km.podbean.com. All forms of communication accepted except for serial killer notes. Please don't send us any of those. If you like the pod, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never have to miss an episode of Top 10 ever again. If you didn't like it, please tell us why. We'll try to make the show better. Our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod, and our artwork was created by Erin Sant. You can check out her stuff at Sant Design on Instagram. Alrighty, goons. We'll see you next week.